Hey, I'm Ethan. Hey, I'm Mike. I watched the first half of Maestro. <laughs> I watched the second half of Mysterio. <laughs> and this is, is the, the other, other half. half. <laughs> Mike. Yeah, Ethan. The beginning of this movie. Yeah. Quote. Oh. From our main man, Leonard Bernstein. Oh, the, the one and only. The one and only. Yeah. And he says, a work of art does not answer questions. It provokes them. And let me tell you, I had a lot of questions. I, me too. Yeah, a lot of questions about this movie. That honestly a- answers more questions about the movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, why was it edited this way? <laughs> why? I thought we all established that making, um, you know, biopics depicting an entire life is kind of fucking boring. Yeah. No one likes that. doesn't make well, for a very interesting movie. This isn't movie. a biopic. It's a romance between two people over is a long it? period. No, it's no, not. It's it not. is a full-on biopic. It's a full-on biopic. Yeah. It, they center the romance, even though it's like, my romance is on cheap on you all the time yeah because he's gay i feel like he's bi oh maybe he's bi but even then he's still cheating so he's it's still like, cheating it's still not break good. it off like do something man yeah, like figure figure shit out that's true this was something that was established like at the very beginning of my half and i was just like oh okay so this is just gonna be the movie then is is, yeah. is that which is i don't know it seems like one of the like this should obviously be like a part of the leonard bernstein like story but it's like I feel like there's other parts of the story I'd like to hear about. I'll be honest, not a very interesting story. <laughs> like I was watching this, and obviously Leonard Bernstein is a, a, a fantastic composer and, and a really important conductor and yeah. all that good stuff. Yeah. But in the end, I'm like, I don't give this fucking life's boring as shit. <laughs> Or maybe it wasn't, but it would should be it should be told in a more in, in a way that is more like engrossing. Just, all he does is walk around, and be like, um, um yes, um, I fucking I don't do enough conducting, and I'm it's I want to be around people. I'm so fucking lonely. It's like shut the fuck up, dude. Yeah, that's yeah, your yeah. whole issue. We made a movie about that. <laughs> Sometimes people just do good shit, have a couple fairs, and that's it. You don't need to make a movie about that. You yeah, know? that's true. It's like what other crazy things they do. You didn't survive like any sort of like. It, at least in my half it doesn't seem like he survived any sort of like uh horrific oppression or anything everyone's like you're doing great bud he was a bi man in like the olden days but no one's like, in this movie it doesn't seem like it fucking matters everyone's yeah. like it's everyone cool. seems to know he's everyone, in hollywood you yeah know? everyone's like it's dope dude come yeah. on look, fuck me you yeah. know <laughs> <laughs> that's my favorite part of the first half of the movie well, like, that's so dope dude fuck me but, like, they don't, it's almost like they want to bring issue to it but they Literally at the end of my half is the only time it ever became kind of an issue. Oh, and, yeah, yeah, and it was yeah. only because it was like, you're literally cheating on you're your wife. You're married to a person. Yeah, That's exactly. it. I'm like, what? Yeah. What? I, I don't know. know. Maybe it's, I understand. It's probably good to celebrate like, um, you know, uh, queer love without having you know the whole thing of all the oppression that's been going I'll on. I'll tell you, sure. this sure is a lot better than like how Bohemian Rhapsody handled you know, yeah, uh, the gayness. Oh, of, yes, exactly. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so I understand that you know, you probably want a refreshing take from it, but in the yeah. end, the movie's so ref- so like whimsical and like mm. and over the top. And like, a, you think a, it's whimsical and over the top in like a weird movie? way, yeah. In I feel like way. it's super repressed and like. At a distance. That's See, my maybe, issue. Maybe it. that's what it's supposed to be trying to do. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. at the beginning, he's full of life and vim and vigor. And then as, you know, he's married for a while, he starts mm. to get a little more settled down, a little more sad, I right. imagine. Like, a little more constrained. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I guess. Oh, maybe that's the reason it's shot that way is because he himself is constrained in this marriage. Yeah. I see. Maybe that's why. Because the beginning of this movie is actually, like, really fun and full of life and even feels like, uh, you know, like an old Hollywood movie. And I actually really like the way the 
I will give one thing about this movie. I really like the way it's shot and oh, it's directed yeah. in that sense. Hundred percent. Bradley Cooper is, and I think we said this back when we when we watched um, the other movie he made and directed and starred in. <laughs> um, uh, I can't think of it. Yeah, uh, Stars Born. Stars Born. Yeah. We both said like he's a really fucking good director. Like yeah. the direction in that movie was also good, and it was good, but in a different way, which also goes to show that Bradley Cooper has like range, like mm-hmm. as a as a filmmaker. But yeah, I I agree. I really like how the movie was shot. I love the different aspect ratio. You know me. I'm a oh, big fucking sucker for aspect, aspect ratios. ratios. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I also really thought that the strength of the movie was how it looked, not necessarily how it was told. Yeah, yeah. not how it was told or even the subject matter. Mm. I think the subject matter could work. I, again, I think it's it, you're. I think they're looking at the subject Probably matter right. in a way that isn't. Like, yeah, a story about like one of the greatest composers of all time. That's a very interesting like subject matter, as well as like he was one of the greatest, most influential composers of all time. Wrote for like television, movies, yeah. you know, opera. But they don't even go into like anything with his really his writing process because that's anything. not what the story's about, and that's why I feel like this is this is sort of a limited view it of really who this is. guy is. But because the most the, of the most interesting thing about him, I feel, is like his creative work he, he produced, yeah. and they really don't go much into detail. It's more just like I love this lady a lot. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. Like, okay, why are you fucking cheating? <laughs> why are you cheating on her so often? All the time. Then? Why are you so horny, bro? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Calm down. Yeah. Um. Live your truth, man. Live your truth and stop and let her go. But or also or love your wife. I don't know. Pick one. You know? I also feel like the movie, and I think this is done purposefully. The movie really feels like we are from the perspective of like a third party. Like we are not Leonard Bernstein. You know, we are just yeah. like another person viewing this relationship mm-hmm. from like an arm's distance. In my in my in my half. So it's like it's really hard to sort of just go like yes, like I really truly feel like I went through the same you know, no. thing that he went through. It's like, no, it really just feels like we're like friends with them. And we saw their relationship, yeah. you know, play out. It has that distance to it. Yeah. And I, th- exactly. I think it's definitely trying to go for something. I don't know if it fully works with the story at hand. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think it's just the way the story is being told. It doesn't, but how about that makeup though? I mean, I didn't really see too much except for him and old man makeup once. I was like, oh. You saw an old man makeup in your half of the movie? Mm-hmm. Like near the end of your half of the movie? No, the very or? beginning. Really? Yeah. Was, oh, he's doing an interview. He's doing an interview. That's how the I movie like, ends I as well. I was going to say it has to end. Like, I saw the beginning. And I know I saw the end of the movie. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing with this movie. It's yeah. so by the... No- like nothing surprised me except the camera angles. Like yeah. that's literally the only thing that surprised me. <laughs> Yeah, I also really dug that as well. I thought the, it was it was interestingly composed. Yes, yeah, agreed. Um, yeah. But let me say this before I get into my half movie. My quick review is: I thought I was I was like, do I not like Oscar movies anymore? Like, what's going on? <laughs> when I saw this, damn, this poisoned your view. Of like, what I was good like, film. It, it, and you have seen I, other I, Oscar well, movies. I, just, I think I was like, is it just because like I'm just done with like movies that prestige. are prestige and you know higher. Catering to a higher high audience, highbrow high sort yeah. of thing. Like, can I not process that anymore? And it's like, no, I, I, no, <laughs> it's not me. It's you, is what I said. It's it's nice. Which is honestly for a what she, what she should have done, Felicia. Felicia, yeah, Felicia should have done to uh, old Lenny over here. Yeah, it's said, just it's like let him go, you. cut him, cut him loose. Yeah. yeah, yeah, your life will be better for it. Probably. So but, tell me about the movie then. Okay. So anyway, but I did not complete the quote because it's not funny if I didn't complete the quote. But it says, <laughs> a work of art does not answer questions it provokes them and its essential meaning is in the tension between the contradictory answers mm, okay. I, think I think that's also a really cool quote um, i and also is again i feel like the best way of describing what this movie is. yeah it's true it's yeah. true but i also don't think i don't know if there's really any answers <laughs> <laughs> i guess in my mind it, it provokes questions as to more why the movie was made and less of like um 
you know, why why this guy do what he did? Right, right. In, but in th- it's mind. not even like that. Like, I don't even think we get that, you know? Like, we yeah. don't even get, like, that aspect of him That's either. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I see what you're saying. And, yeah. Um, anyway, so we, we, the first thing is uh old, old leonard playing on a piano and a film and he or pans over and it reveals that a film crew is filming him oh and it's like kind of a boring angle like they're just shooting him in front of the piano i'm like this is kind of lame and, just, <laughs> and he's just like uh, uh, i miss um i miss felicia i miss her terribly and also i see her ghost <laughs> I'm paraphrasing. Okay. <laughs> but basically, that's what he says. Okay. And they're I see like, her wow, ghost. I, love, I miss her dearly, who's important to me. Anyway, that's it. Um, but then we get. Well, a, wait, how old is he? He's old right now. He's right? old. He's okay, old okay. But then we cut to a, what a, one of my favorite shots in the whole movie is right at the beginning. I was like, oh man, we're in. This is going to be great. Um, so the movie, this is at the beginning. It's like widescreen. Widescreen yeah. color. Yeah. Now it's in a little tiny box, black and white. And mm-hmm. you just see what looks like the outline of a curtain. Mm. And ooh, interesting. And you see kind of like movement in the bottom right corner, and he, it's him picking up the phone mm. and getting news that the um, person who was supposed to work at the New York Philharmonic today, the conductor, is sick. Mm. So now he gets a chance to really conduct, conduct, and show what he's got. Right. And um, he's very, you know, he's very calm, and he gets very excited. He opens up the windows. The windows shine up. He has a partner in bed. And this is my favorite part. He gets up and he goes, yeah, got him, boy. And then he rolls over to his partner, pats him on the butt on like bongos and then rolls off. And then the camera follows him. It sweeps up, shows that he's in like a studio set. Oh. Like very old 30s style filming of like the old musicals type situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The camera's like following him. Following him. It goes out, pans backwards, shows that he's basically sleeping in the theater he's going to conduct in. Whoa. It's really cool. That's cool. Um, And... Yeah, there he, he fucking does it. He plays it. He does it great. Um, the guy, the butt or the oh, he, man, he banged those bongos. Let me tell you, his buddy David, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, his bongos. I'm sure he comes. He's in your half. Nope. There's no David. Nope. Hmm. All right. Not that I'm aware of. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, he does a great performance. The guy comes out and is like, "Hey, you know, this is uh, this Leonard Bernstein. This is Leonard Bernstein." He announced to the whole crowd. He's like, "This is his first. You know, he had 20 minutes to get ready." Because our main conductor went out sick, but you know we broadcast it, and let's all give him a big round of applause for this, doing a great job at Carnegie Hall. Wow! And then he's sleeping in Carnegie Hall. It it seems that way, and also could be a trick of editing. I think it's probably a a trick trick of editing. editing, But it felt like I was like, dude, they got places you could sleep in there. (laughs) Anyway, very cool shot. Cool. Now he's off to a great start. Off to a great start. Ethan now is like, you know what? I do like Oscar movies. Well, at this point, I'm like, I'm in. This is what I'm talking about. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, Played you like a bongo drum <laughs> This movie Indeed he did yeah. Indeed he did He also didn't even say hi to me Like that <laughs> I was left very confused by the end Yeah 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 <laughs> uh, So then He's talking to some dudes They're all talking about How he's gonna be a big hit You meet his uh, His partner Or lover Or whatever He's a, he's a I believe he's a, ch- a ch- Claire He does the clarinet I believe I could be wrong okay. He does the clarinet He plays in the orchestra uh, Played by Matt Bomer uh, mm-hmm. His name's David Oppenheim Which I think is funny Because Oppenheimer Is, is up is, for is best, best picture. picture And that Synergy. was released At the same time as Barbie yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Anyway Cut yeah. to uh, Carrie Mulligan's character Who is, mm-hmm. uh, who is uh, Felicia She is going to uh, A party mm-hmm. Where a bunch of folks Are singing in the living room It's a big You know Ruckus at this party In In Kind of, like, I assume upstate New York. It doesn't seem very like in in the weeds. I guess. What do you call it? In the city? In the weeds. <laughs> in, in the, the weeds. city. 
Sure. Um, and so, yeah, she goes there, and Sarah Silverman's there. And Sarah Silverman yeah. is playing Leonard's sister. I did mm-hmm. not know this until she said, I'm his sister. <laughs> um, and then she's And like, I've got a vagina. <laughs> she's, she's also doing her work. Yeah, yeah was, she's doing her stand-up. That was the part that kind of took me out of the movie. <laughs> but she had great makeup, so I was like right back in. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then, yeah, she's talking about all the people that are there. And it's funny because she's like, Betty and Adolf are a riot. And I'm like, hey, you don't hear that first name anymore. Yeah, Betty. Ugh, never hear that I anymore. never hear Betty anymore. Yeah. It's like Riverdale. That's yeah, it. that's right. <laughs> Who's Adolf? Just some guy. Oh. <laughs> he shows up. He's like Adolf Hitler. <laughs> no. Although he, Adolf Hitler would approve of his looks. Yeah, that's, that's all right. I gotta say. Yeah. Um, so then when he hears her name, because her name, her full name is like Montalegro Cohen, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no one calls her that. Right. And he's like, that's a beautiful name. He starts playing the name. He's all, you know, he's like, oh, I'm so fancy. And then they immediately hit it off. She's, turns out she's studying acting. He's like, oh, you're really similar to me. You're in the arts. You know, we both immigrated. We're both Jewish. Uh, I'm like super into you. And she, they, they hit it off. She's mm-hmm. like, do you want to come like to my rehearsal? Like where I rehearse at the theater? <laughs> yeah. And he's like, sure, I guess. So they get on the bus. They go to the theater where she works at. And it's this is empty. It's empty. Yeah. But I re- what I really liked about this, it's hard to convey in a podcast form, but the way this movie was shot and the way the dialogue was working and just the aspect ratio and all that, it felt like you're watching... Uh, an older movie made in the 40s. Right. You know, it has that same kind of like quick dialogue and kind of like it's hard to really describe, but the dialogue is very similar to it mm-hmm. where people are taking a beat. They're kind of flirting back and forth and you go, oh, I don't know about that. OK, so you're going to have me read the script. I'm, you know, I'm not much of an actor. Oh, yeah. It yeah, has yeah. that same sort of cadence. It, and I think that was really cool. It, it has really like cool a music touch. to it. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like um, a rhythm. A rhythm, and it was very, very fun, and I was like, okay, this is very cool. So they get there, they're going to pretend to read a script, um, and they read a script where he's like a, a, a king, and he's smitten with this lady who has a mm. white rose, mm. and he's a terrible actor, but she likes it, and she's doing her lines that she has to read, and she's like, well, I like I like your horse, and there's a line to like, kiss and they, they fucking kiss for real, Whoa, and it's like, dude. Crazy. And I'm like, she's so smooth, like getting the script out and being like, "There's a kissing line in here." <laughs> she knew, she knew, she knew. Yeah, she's a smooth criminal. But then yeah. this guy named Joseph appears and he turns on the lights, and, and he's ruined. got a Technicolor dream coat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then the movie changed; it turned yeah, into a different a aspect ratio. <laughs> uh, and uh, he's like, oh, "I just thought you guys would like the lights." Anyway, um, there you go. <laughs> Thanks then, for ruining it, Joseph. Yeah, but they seem to still get along. Sure. And then, it's a weird line she says that basically says, don't forget, you are a man, which I thought was a weird thing to say. Hmm. And that's like how the scene ends. I don't know what that means. And then she says that and it cuts to her walking and being in front of like a huge crowd and taking a bow. Mm. And she's, you know, you see she's an actor. There. She's an actor. She's clearly having success. She bows and then rises up uh, old Lenny. And he is, uh, you know, looking at a huge crowd, also successful, showing that they're basically both successful people. Right, right, right. Um, Sarah Silverman comes to hang out with Felicia backstage. He's like, you should come hang out with us. We got some guys. They're like, he's like, she's like trying to get her to like get with other guys. And she's like, oh, no, I'm going to go meet Leonard in the park. And she's like, oh, okay, mm. whatever. That guy's a loser. It's kind of what's implied. <laughs> right. Um, so she goes and meets him. They talk for a while. And then I guess she goes and meets... <laughs> Not really his real family, it seems, but it seems to be kind of like his art family. Mm. You know, like uh, there's a, a maestro there named 
Maestro Kuvitsky, I believe. He's a Russian guy. Okay. Um, uh, by the way, I, I don't know if I mentioned this, but um, he uh, Leonard's also a, a, a Russian immigrant as well. Like, that's where his family immigrated from. Oh, okay, okay. You did not mention that, but okay, not. good to know. So, and the Russian guy is all about him. He's like, you're doing so good. You know, you could be the first great American conductor, but you know... My life and my work are clean. You know, you got to keep it clean. You got to be a good guy. Oh, and all I see. Stuff. I and see. I'm like, I'm like, oh, okay. So he's he's like probably catching on the fact that he might maybe knows his sexual history. Maybe I don't right. know. Um, but he's like, oh, well, well, you know, you know, they'll never give an orchestra to a Bernstein, but a Burns maybe. So he's like trying to say like hide oh, your Jewish identity. Right. And the maestro also talked about like when I was in Moscow, like I would ride the train all the way to Moscow, but I wouldn't get off because I wasn't allowed there as a Jewish person, mm. but I would be so happy to just to play music in the train that it didn't matter. Wow. You know? So he's like, you got to make sacrifices just because you love something so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he warns him, you got to make these sacrifices if you do want to become popular. And Felicia's is like, here's this and says, I want to see all the things you want to get that he wants you to give up. And he's like, Oh, well, we can't just leave. And she's like, sure we can. And he grabs and she grabs him. They run into the house and immediately cuts into a clean shot of like a musical theater. Oh, it's a very cool shot. Man, um, I wish I could see this stuff. This sounds amazing. Uh, the first half I was like, all right, this is gonna be a great movie. This is gonna be great. Because <laughs> I thought they were gonna kind of stay in one time period, maybe. Or no, they're like gonna show. see their whole life. The movie opened with him as an old man. But maybe that could have just been reflecting on that one particular moment in his life, you know? Mm. I didn't know. I didn't mm. know where it was gonna go. There was still hope, just like Leonard was. Yeah, Leonard's here. full of hope here. Full of yeah. hope. Um, so they so they basically watched like a whole musical in front of them with a bunch of guys in sailor suits dancing. Mm-hmm. And she's like, "This is amazing! Why would you ever want to give this up?" And he's like, "Oh, it's not serious music." Oh, what like, song? Do you know what the the play is? Is like I do not know off the top of my head. I apologize. Okay. It's fine. It's um, okay. And then they watch. So then one guy does like a little solo dance, and clearly like he's very hot. He's very hot. And Leonard's yeah. interested, and he's like really really into it, and. You can see this look on Felicia's face that, like, hmm. He must really like this show. What's going on with this guy? Was there something? Hmm, I think I see what's going on here. Yeah. Um, he must really like playing bongo drums. <laughs> <laughs> he's got some really bongable ass, ass cheeks, let me tell you. Um, and he's like, come on out here, Lenny. And then Lenny is immediately into a sailor suit as well, dancing and doing a great little jig. And mm. um, Felicia's really into this. She's really supportive and like, this is awesome. And actually she kind of joins in and is going to kiss him. But then a whole bunch of people show up and they get pulled away oh. and they all start dancing with each other. And I'm like, this represents work, bro. Work's yeah. going to be coming, coming the way of your relationship, bro. That's what this metaphor is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's not just work. It's uh, appreciation from the masses. That's probably it. True. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um... Anyway, so that's kind of the end of that. And then it cuts to them on in what I thought was in bed, but they're actually on the floor. Mm. Um after Kinky. after after some sex and they um and he's like, Let's play a game where let's play bongos. <laughs> <laughs> I need you to flip over for me. <laughs> it's gonna be weird, all yeah. right. But I I gotta say, let's get to it, boy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so yeah, so they're gonna do a uh, thing. Yeah, let's ground. let's play you know a game where we tell each other what we're envious of. And uh, he was like, she's like, okay, uh, you want to go first? He's like, which is totally a thing for him, just to be like, I want to vent things, but I don't want to be weird about it. I yeah, let's a make game. a game around it. Uh, when I was a boy, I used to have dreams that where I would kill my father. Jesus Christ! Then I'd wake up from it and I'd fantasize about it because he was so cruel. And she looks at him and is just like. You really don't know how much you need me, do you? <laughs> Jeez. And clearly, he's, he's, da- he's damaged. Damn. Um. So then they go meet up with the 
his old partner, David, mm. the guy who plays clarinet. Right. And, uh, you know, he's like, hey, David, this is my um, so this by, is my wife. Does he? Do you see him play clarinet, or is that some kind of they, like euphemism? Says, no, he's. Well, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> he's into, he's into woodwinds. <laughs> <laughs> well, Lenny's into percussion, as you yeah, can tell. Right. So. <laughs> <laughs> Clean that spit valve. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta go in real deep, baby. Get all that spit out of there. Uh, oh, is this too much for you, Mike? No, I think uh, that's all I've got. Oh, okay. <laughs> I've got no more jokes about this. <laughs> so, so yeah, so he so shows he, up. So he meets up, and he seems, he's like, oh, this is your wife, huh? Oh, all right. Cool. They're married? I f- believe they're married at this point. Wow. Um, or if not, at least partner. He's like introducing with their partner. I can't, I'm not going to swear on it. So don't come at me, Cinema Sins. <laughs> <laughs> the other half sins. Is yeah, other exactly. Podcast. Podcast like, sins. How many times I fucked up this movie that we saw half of? <laughs> it watched once. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he seems kind of, uh, David seems kind of nervous about this mm. because they offered him like, you want to come out for a drink? He's like, uh, yeah, I guess I'll go with you guys. Yeah. But, I don't know what Felicia knows. I don't know their any of their diet. I don't know any of this dynamic. Like they didn't go into any of it, and I don't right. know if they ever really will. Um, nope. Okay, cool. Well, yeah, David doesn't appear in your half, so <laughs> nope, not no. Nope. So then, boom, time jump. Bernstein is now thirty-seven years old. Wow, that's a fast time jump. That's a big jump. Right? That's like 15, 20 years. I know. Jeez. Um, and so he's now in the limelight. He's popular. He's literally, there's an announcer on the TV that's announcing all the things he's done. Um, he's, he's really prominent. Uh, he did music for like on the waterfront at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a parent now. And it's, it's another cool shot similar to the opening where it pans over and shows that they're in their house talking and the um, audio is going. But what that actually is, is a whole film crew on the other side of the room. Where they sit down, we'll do the interview remotely. Right. Um, and so they over Zoom. Yeah, over Zoom. Yeah, it's kind of wild they had Zoom back then. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, so they they start with the interview, and um, the first one of the things that the interviewee asks is like, "Hey, Lenny, so like, you know, obviously, uh, it's a lot of work doing everything you do. So what do you classify yourself?" He's like, "Oh, I'm I classify myself as a musician." And it's like, "Hey, Felicia, you ever have trouble keeping up with Lenny's activities?" He's like. No, I mean, I got my own activities, you know, and she's they're like, yeah, you're a very accomplished actor yourself. Like you're, you're both like a power couple, basically. Right. Um, and he says, uh, hey, Lenny, so is there any personality difference between composer or conductor? Mm. And um, and he's like, well, you know, it's kind of the difference between an introvert and an extrovert. You know, a, con- a conductor is always talking to people and, and, you know, conducting them and telling them what to do while a composer sits in the room all by themselves and writes for a long time. Yeah. You know, so, so balancing the two is like two different parts of me. Um, sometimes I live a grand inner life and a, a grand outer life. It means you become kind of a schizophrenic and that's kind of the end of it. And mm. then it, the interview cuts off. Interesting. So I think that's kind of where the movie's trying to go where it's like, okay, look, he's wants to live a life of like, he loves his wife, but also he's very horny gay. <laughs> like he's got to fuck dudes. Right. Yeah. 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 And that's cool. But he's, He's caught between the two. He wants both. Right. And throughout the movie, he constantly laments that he's like, I'm not a good composer. And I feel like the composer is the introverted part, which is m- maybe his wife. I don't know. Yeah. It's kind of the metaphor they're trying to draw. 
Don't well, really work. The but. thing that like you learn later on too is like he is willing to live in the limelight because he gets so much energy from it, and he prefers that to like living a normal life as like a husband and a father essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that's the other thing is like he 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 loves being like a conductor. You really do see him conduct more than compose in this movie as well, which it's also just like more like theatrically. Yeah, it's more visually interesting. Yeah, exactly. Guys sitting there writing, like, it's boring as hell. You see that once in my half of the movie, but yeah, it's like so. I think it is a thing of like he ultimately just wants to like be surrounded by people who love him because later on you know uh felicia mentions you don't love yourself oh dude. so you need other people to to give you uh and i'm like damn he needs to see a therapist or something man they didn't exist back then <laughs> that's true that's yeah. true yeah if he had gone to a therapist they would have fucking tossed him into a mental him. institution yeah, yeah lobotomized <laughs> him yeah uh, but he made such good work, so they wouldn't do that. They'd do something else. Yeah, that's They'd true. Hook him up. Conversion camp. Yeah, there yeah. You go. <laughs> Real good. Other, you know, things. So um, he goes as he goes outside after the interview and meets David, and David has a wife now. Oh, and good he, for David. And he has a kid. He sees their baby, and he's like, "Oh, who's this?" I clearly, haven't seen in a while. He's like, "Oh, your baby's so cute. Can I tell her? Tell them a secret?" He leans I in. I played he, your dad's butt like bongo drums. Oh, oh. He says, "Can I tell you a secret?" I slept with both your parents. Whoa! And to the kid? But it's a baby. Counter to the child. To the baby. And the kid's and, like, "Wowie, awoga, ugo gaga." And wow, it's funny because both the parents laugh like, "Ha, huh, yeah, that is true." And but he by, he backs up and says, "But I'm raining it in. <laughs> I'm raining it in." <laughs> In the most comedic way I've ever heard. It was just so weird. What did you think about this performance by by Bradley Cooper? Uneven. <laughs> in some moments it's really good. Yeah. And yeah, some yeah. And, and subtle. In some moments it feels like he's playing a character like a character. Obviously, he, I don't He's doing he's like doing almost an impression at yeah, in moments. Exactly. Yeah. It's not I, really embodying. And I, and I understand I haven't seen a lot of like Leonard Bernstein videos about how he actually acts. But yeah. the juxtaposition between the two I think he's trying to make it so it's like, look at my two different lives. I'm, I'm, you know, very contemplative and I'm also very outgoing, outgoing and, and extroverted. Yeah. And I think he's trying to show that, but you know, as yeah. I mentioned before, I now Carrie Mulligan, Carrie Mulligan's really good. Oh my God. Carrie Mulligan's really she's good. so fun. Good in this movie. And like really effortlessly good in this. Yeah. Movie. Like I forget she's acting. Yeah. She's truly a great character. Yeah. Yeah. It's nuts. It's, su- it's super crazy. Like she's, she was in promising young woman, right? I believe so. Yeah. That's her. Yeah. I, I unrecognizable. Did not recognize. Unrecognizable. Her. She was in Saltburn. No, <laughs> anyway, so yeah, tell me more about this. this, this um, but Bernstein. there's a moment afterwards where he's walking with David alone because they're both walking to the same place, and he just kind of just gets sad. And then he hugs David, oh. kisses him on the forehead, and this is a moment where he does this very public display of affection in a very public area. And he looks around, and says, "You see those people?" And I'm like, "Oh, here it comes." He's gonna be like, "They'll never they'll, they'll accept never, us. They'll never accept us." But no, he says. They're like, is that Leonard Bernstein? I see him on the TV all the time, but his ears are so weird. Huh, that's interesting. Hmm. And I'm like, it's a weird thing to, to, be, to be like upset about. Like, you know, you're probably facing a bunch of prejudices and you're just like, no, I well, hope I'm recognized his, well. Possibly this is his way of, uh, of... I guess, and it wasn't anything overt. He just kissed him on the forehead. So, I mean, like, you know, yeah. people would be like, whatever, you know, guys are just being guys. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, dudes being dudes. Dudes kissing on the forehead. Yeah, it used to be that way back in the day. It was okay. That's true. That's true. Kiss on the lips. Even that was probably fine. Probably. Dudes slapping on the butt. <laughs> you could still do that. Yeah. I, At a football it's game? True football games. If you don't slap a guy time. in the butt in a football game, you're going to be insulted. It's, you pretty, know? it's accurate. It's accurate. Yeah. You're like, why well, don't you like me, bro? <laughs> uh, so then we got Felicia and Sarah Silverman laying around chatting. 
Uh, laying around. They're, they're in like a picnic. Everyone's having a picnic or whatever. Oh, okay. Sorry, I should have set the scene. It's all good. It's all good. They're laying around fucking. No. Um, Shh. Playing bongo thing. drums. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so then Sarah mentions like, isn't, you haven't realized that like there's a price for like being in his orbit. And so he's just like, yeah, there was actually a lot of sacrifice. And, but like, if there's any actual sacrifice to my career or anything, I'll just disappear. Mm. Um, and there's a shot of him conducting and standing and she's standing in this very large shadow of him. I think it's a really cool shot. That's cool. She's watching like being supportive, but obviously like her career is not taking off as much as as his. his. Yeah. Um, but you know, he's always so happy to see his wife after a show. Like he genuinely shows that he loves her, but it seems like she's clearly kind of like hollow happy for him. Right. Right. She wants to also be, you know, successful. Yeah. Yeah. Time jump again. How old are they now? 50? It must be because Lenny's got gray hair now. Wow. Got a grown child. Um, so those are his kids. Yes. Okay. Uh, it, it's cut. Cuts now. The the movie's in color now. It's still in the square aspect ratio. But I think it's a little wider, right? It's a little bit wider. Yeah. Um, but it is in color now. Uh, but did you go like, whoa, what's going on? Uh, yeah, I wrote like, wow, the movie's finally in color. Forty eight minutes later. <laughs> um. So I guess his daughter, played by Maya Hawk, is running around. She's getting a job at some place called Amberson this summer. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't even ask her dad, I don't think, but goes up to her mom's like, Mom said dad says it's okay. And she's like, All right, then do what you want. Go go get that job. Mm-hmm. Um and Felicia's like lamenting to like random people at this party that like he should be out there composing. You know, he's all cooped up in here, he should be doing something. Yeah. Uh, why is he cooped up? I guess he's not cooped up. He's out partying all the time. Oh. So he's like, he, she wants him to like sit down and actually write music. Oh, I see. Um, so then. Where's so, he partying at? Just like places? He's partying at his house. Like there's a party literally going oh, on Oh, like, at the right house. Now. Okay, yeah, okay, okay. It's a okay. big house. So he's rich now. He's famous. Right, um, right. So then t- this this guy named Tommy appears. I don't know if you've seen Tommy at all. He's got long, um, dark hair. I um, think I see Tommy. He seems very interested in Lenny. He's like, oh, hey, Lenny. And Lenny's like, oh, yeah, yeah. I like. What's, you want to come upstairs? I'm going to go have a smoke. You want to come with me? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Felicia's looking around like, Where, where's Lenny? I want to talk to him. And then Lenny is talking to Tommy. He's like, Tommy, you know, your problem is, is you're stuck on the radio and you need to be on television because you're a little hottie. <laughs> I paraphrased. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, and then he gives him a little smooch and they start kissing and Felicia Ooh. walks in and is like, fix your hair you're getting sloppy and then she like takes them off mm. and leaves. your ears look too big yeah pretty yeah. much <laughs> like she's like this is obviously something that he does all the time yeah she she's used to, to it by this it. point yeah um and then there's a he, so he takes he does an interview on the farm and mm-hmm. um there's cows everywhere there's cows everywhere i don't know if it's farmers estate whatever mm-hmm. um and the, the guy interviewing him was like oh it I thought it was a journalist at first, but it's someone who's actually there to write his book. Oh, like an like, like a biography, like an autobiography. I think I don't know. It would be a biography, not autobiography. You could have a ghostwriter. I guess your you're right. That's true. That's so true. I don't know. I don't know how it came out. Yeah. Um, and Lenny says like music is the most important thing I can do in this world. Like so many other people contribute things, but this is what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, and the interviewer goes through like a whole list of all the things he's done, and he's just like, when you add it up, it's not a very long list. Like I haven't done enough. Wow. Um, so he's already old and like lamenting this. And honestly, I agree with him. You haven't done a whole lot according to this movie. Just <laughs> <laughs> see all the, the riches, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I gotta say, I guess, unaffected montages then. Mm. And, and displaying how much work he's done. 
Uh, so anyway, he's like, well, you know, it's important, even if you don't have a long list of accomplishments, that people understand, like, the good accomplishments you did and, like, why you did it. Right. And he just starts going, like, I feel like the world's on the verge of collapse. I find it very difficult to think that where my existence is even worth talking about in a book. Damn. I love music so much. It keeps me grounded. I love people so much. It's hard for me to be alone, which is why it's hard to be a composer. I have to believe in the remote corner of my soul that there's a way out. I'm like, is this therapy now? Yeah, right? It's like, like you're finally talking standard. to somebody about what's going on. Of course, on. he's just yeah. like, oh, I'm going to write this down. Yeah, we're going to put this all in the book. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, cut to him directing a choir. Felicia's listening in, but so is Tommy. Tommy's there. Tommy's there. Tommy's there hanging out listening. I'm like, that guy's not on the radio right now. Yeah. Uh, in fact, uh, Lenny brings Tommy to what I think is like their summer getaway house or something. It doesn't seem like the estate they had the party in, but I could be wrong. Mm, it was probably a different estates. Yeah, he's rich. He's rich. Um, and you know, brings Tommy along and with a bunch gets like a dog and all this stuff. And 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 Felicia's like, oh, Lenny's back. Okay, well, Jenny, his daughter, his adult daughter, my right. hawk, is upset. She's heard some gossip about you. You better go talk to her. He's like, what gossip? He's like, I don't know what gossip, but. And he's like, well, I think she's old enough. I can tell her. And she's like, don't you tell her. I made a decision that we weren't going to tell her. And he's like, we made a decision that we weren't going to tell her. And she's like, well, I forbid it. Don't do it. I forbid it. I forbid it. Um, don't you dare tell the truth to her. Right. That he's gay. Yes. I yeah. assume. I'm assuming. I assume. Yeah. No one wants to mention it. Sure. Uh, so then he goes. You're from Russia. <laughs> yeah. Don't tell her. Don't tell her. You're actually In Russian. In the middle of the Cold War. <laughs> Oh, man, really? what if that was Yeah, it? exactly. So he goes to her, and she's very happy to see him. And he just says, like, so, uh, these rumors, uh, yeah, well, you know what it is? Doesn't address what they are. Doesn't even mention What it. the rumors are, yeah. He says, whatever they are, it's jealousy. You know, when I was a kid, someone brought a pistol to school to try and kill me. And uh, that, that was because they were jealous. And no reaction. It's like, wow, that's really crazy, you know? Like, oh, wow. Whoa. And, uh, you know, I don't know, but, like, it's got to be jealousy. You know, people are jealous of me all the time. My fame, you know, they're, they're trying to get me. So they're going to have all these rumors. They're they're not true. And she's like, so they're not, you're saying these rumors are not true. And he's mm. like, no, darling, they're not true. And then he looks down for a second, like, mm, maybe, I, maybe should. I should tell her. Yeah. But then he doesn't. Oh. He doesn't say shit. And then he's talking to his wife and is like, I, I thought it was a good idea for Tommy to come out for the weekend, you know? Uh, Jenny likes him. My daughter, you know, you like him. I thought I like him. It's cool. I just brought him down. That's yeah. the end of my half. So this is a wide shot, right? Yes. Really wide shot. Don't even fucking see their faces. Yeah. So I was like, I think I think this is Leonard Bernstein. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's very far away. It's so far away. I just wrote down like long, natural wide shots with obscured faces. He says, Jamie is coming. Um, and the wife seems upset about it. Um, Leonard has a project to finish. And their con their convo seems charged, but I'm not sure with what. That's what mm -hmm. I've sort of written down. Is like there's this sort of thing. Where Honestly, like, same. Yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know. He's just like somebody's coming, and she's like, oh, oh okay. And I guess he's like, she just doesn't like. She just doesn't like. I don't think she. Yeah, I don't think she likes having to fucking like fight have, for the attention of her husband. Yeah, I guess that's a pretty good reason. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Fair enough. So uh, then it, apparently, so Leonard Bernstein is a long scene where he's like writing uh, a piece called Mass. Um, it's something he was wanting to get done. And finally it is done. And he announces it's done. Uh, and his wife jumps in a pool and stays underwater. Um, she's like, she's like holding her breath underwater. And mm. it really puts a whole like damper, of, on, the damper on the whole yeah, like mood of him being done with his, his composition. Yeah. Um, but I'm like, why did you do that? 
Why is she sad? What's what going happened? on? So then they go to a theater where they watch a performance of a piece, and um, they're so it's like Leonard Bernstein, uh, his wife Felicia, and then a guy, and I'm assuming it's. What's his name? Bob? Tommy? Tommy. Um, Bob? <laughs> I mean, if I find you real sexy, Bob. Bob. <laughs> so Tommy's sitting next to... So it's like Tommy, Leonard, Felicia. And then they're watching the performance. And Felicia like looks over and sees that Tommy and Leonard are like holding hands while they're watching yeah. the performance. And Felicia's like very upset about this, understandably. Fair. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, that's not cool, man. That's not, that's not cool <laughs> at all. That ain't so good. That isn't great. And so then we see he's like partying after like the performance is all done. Everyone's like celebrating, having a good time, loving him. Sort of similar to that thing where like, you know, he wants to embrace Felicia, but he's being pulled away by yeah. the crowd. However, in this situation, not even pulled away. It's just like he just gets to hang out with the crowd and Felicia leaves, goes to where they're staying, like in a hotel, because I think they had to travel to see this performance. And she leaves uh, his pillow and his slippers and toothbrush outside the door. Like, do not come in here. You're not allowed in, in my bedroom anymore because clearly you're cheating on me with this guy. Like, yeah. fucking right in front of me. You can't have, like, fucking both. Like, she's extremely tolerant. Deeply, yeah. It's just like... And it's like... Uh, like I, She obviously is like, but this is him. There's going to get this thing on. But now it's like he's literally inviting his, like partners yeah. into their lives like a lot and, and also like, now it's emotional cheating as well hundred you know? which is way worse well that which is they're both terrible like one's yeah. not worse than the other but it's also like it's right in front of her and it's like this was something they would be able to like celebrate together which was like a piece that he had finished that was like widely regarded and now it's like not even something he's celebrating with her now he's celebrating with this random guy sitting next to her yeah, you know that sucks um so yeah so that's really sad and then we cut and it's thanksgiving and they're in some kind of like apartment high rise in the okay. middle of like New York. Sure. And he's coming out from a doorway mm -hmm. and he says, Who left? Who abandoned Snoopy in the vestibule? Who abandoned Snoopy? I mean, it's his desk. You cannot abandon Snoopy in the vestibule. He's making a big deal about the fact that Snoopy Ugh. was abandoned. I feel like I've heard of this scene on You Twitter. have heard of this yes. scene. This is the one thing I knew about this movie, other than the makeup, was that there's a scene where he gets very upset that someone abandoned Snoopy in the vestibule. Um, <laughs> it's pretty cartoony, right? It's pretty weird. It's pretty over the top. I loved it. I thought this was very funny. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And just, so, I feel like it just feels so out of place with most of the film is pretty serious up until this point and yeah well especially well actually it, it, it it's a much needed bit of levity right before a very major scene is about to happen fair so he arrives apparently nina's upset because leonard almost missed thanksgiving at this point i don't know who nina is i also don't know what his wife's name is yet mm -hmm. so i was like is nina his wife like i don't think she's upset about no. like not missing thanksgiving nina's one of his uh daughters um and so he he's so he's like walking around. it almost feels like um it almost feels like uh like uh 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 What's the what's the movie Uncut Gems? Because everyone's just like talking over each other, yeah. and, like walking around, and like somebody hands him like a carton of milk, and he just takes it and takes like, a big old swig out of it, and then he like lights a cigarette, and he's walking around with the milk and a cigarette, and then he goes into his You're, like relatable character. I'm like, yeah, man, totally, <laughs> I get it. And so then he walks into the bedroom where his wife is, and he's got like a carton of milk. And he's got a cigarette in his hand, and then he pours himself some alcohol to like to like chase the milk down or something. Yeah, sometimes you gotta, you know, that milk can be curling. Exactly. So then he sits down, and it's one long take with the two of them. And you see in the background through the window the parade, the Thanksgiving Day parade going by. 
and they're sort of sitting there, and it's clear he, he's and he's just like, "That was a very funny stunt you did, just leaving all my stuff out on in front of the the the, the door. That was very funny, you know." Like mm-hmm. he, he he doesn't really know how to broach the subject because he yeah. knows she's upset, but he doesn't know how to respond to that. Yeah, and so she says, "Yeah, there is a saying in Chile about never standing under a bird that's full of shit." And I've just been living under that fucking bird. Damn. <laughs> he says, she says, like, he wants to be tortured and famous and push away his obligations of family, including her, because deep down he knows that anger drives him and that um, he, uh, you know, he doesn't love himself, basically. Like, he needs to put himself in these positions because he's True. ultimately unhappy. Yeah. Um, and it's this interesting thing the movie does. It, it it does a good like job of this, where it's like she doesn't, it, it she doesn't hate that he's gay or that he has you know a, an affection towards men. It's that he's being so shitty about it, like you know, like he's not being yep. honest with her or himself. Yeah, exactly. About what he wants. like, he's not even he won't even really confront him with his partner. Really, the, yeah. The partner's probably just around because it's like, ooh, rich person, yay. Probably, or maybe, you know? maybe, maybe he's fucking he's got a good dick. You know, maybe yeah. he likes that fucking Leonard Bernstein, you know, <laughs> it's his Lenny. But yeah, it, it's it's just a good like sort of moment where it's like she's angry one because he's like cheated and lied and all this stuff. But she's also so angry because it's like she can see how much pain he's in, basically. Yes. And so she's angry for two different reasons. Um, and uh, what else? Oh, and then he brings this thing up and I'm like. Wait, what the fuck? Uh, I, I didn't I didn't really like write down a ton of information here because I thought this was going to be addressed in your half of the movie. Apparently, she used to be married and mm. her husband died. And I think that might have came out once. Okay. Maybe. So but apparently she used to be married. Her husband died and he was there. I don't remember the dying part, though. He, yeah. And he was there at the hospital making sure she was okay. And then he married her, basically. Because he loved her so much, because he was there for her, and it's it's this thing where it's like he clearly is like so in love with her, but it's like he he loves her so deeply, just like as a person, as like a being, and is there to protect her and make sure she's okay, and that's basically the full extent of it, you know. Uh, um, yeah, that could be true, yeah. But yeah, this was the thing where I was like, holy fucking shit, wait, like an entire life has occurred, like before my half of the movie. Um, I was hoping that this would be filled in. Not really. Yeah, no. that's fine. And then. As their argument ends, again you can see the 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 parade outside the window. Mm-hmm. Big old fucking Snoopy balloon right outside, and he's like, "Fucking let me in the vestibule." <laughs> <laughs> All right. So next scene. It's his holiday. I love that. It's, it's his. It's his day. It's it's Snoopy's day. Who left him in the vestibule? So next scene. It's a shot from behind Leonard Bernstein. He's I think speaking with students, and he says that an artist must be free. He cannot be held back by any constraints. Mm-hmm. And this is, I think, sort of establishing that he is no longer going to be there. Him and him and Felicia are going to have a separation, essentially. Yeah. Like Felicia's going to go off and date people. He's going to go off and be with Billy, Tommy, Tommy. I'm getting there. I get it. It's a different Power Ranger. I know. It's true. So um, his wife is like shooting something. I don't know what it is, but she's like basically like directing it now. Like she's so powerful. She's like mm-hmm. this highly sought after actor. She's about to go off and do stage performances. And then we cut back to Leonard Bernstein. He's fucking doing coke. He's fucking drunk. Oh, man. I, okay. I was going to say this guy's a pure guy so far. I haven't seen him do any drugs he's, or anything. He's doing crazy amounts of coke. Right. He, he does coke. And then he like and, and then he like hands a coke to a guy. And the guy does coke like next to him. <laughs> hands a coke to a guy. 
makes it sound like it's like soda. Like, it's a Coca Cola, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, dude, fucking crazy. <laughs> he's doing coke. He's getting drunk. He calls Maya Hawk on the phone mm-hmm. while he's drunk and high. And then he's just like, I love you so much. You mean so much to me. And he's like, I want to bring my boyfriend home. I want you to meet him. He's like, he's not even my type. He's a little leprechaun boy. Verily, um, <laughs> he's not into twins. That's a lot of quote. That. <laughs> yeah, seriously. And and Maya Hawk's like, Dad, I don't want you to be talking to me about this. And again, it's like, it's clear that it just hurts because it's like, you know, it's like your parents breaking up and then telling you that they're dicking around with somebody else. Yeah. You know? it's, it's like, like it's hard to hear, hear that, that kind shit. Of shit. Yeah. yeah. She's just like, Dad, please, I don't want to hear this. And then he's like, I love you so much. Put your mom on the phone. Like, it's clear, like, he just loves Felicia. But it's like he wants to live the life that, you know, he wants to, he wants to live his life, basically, and he doesn't know how to do it. Yeah. He's an introvert and extrovert. He doesn't know what to do. Um, his wife has been going on dates. He meets up with uh, – she meets up with her daughter, Maya Hawk, and um, uh, Silver Silverman and talks about what's been going on. And he went. She went on a date with somebody who wound up being a gay man, asking if she could hook him up with another guy. Oh. And so she's like, "I clearly have a type." Yeah, I was gonna say, or like, she's like, "Oh, and people think I have a service now." Yeah, exactly. And Maya Hawk is clearly upset that she's being put in this sort of position. Like, yeah. she's like, she's like, I don't, because also she's sort of like being a, like a second mom too, because she's keeping information from like Nina, the youngest daughter. And yeah. Stuff. Um. So she's being put in a really rough position. So. Then there's a performance, a big performance. This is, I believe, the scene that everyone's, well, not everyone, uh, Bradley Cooper's been talking about. It's <laughs> one unbroken take, which is not unbroken. They keep cutting around, of him conducting in a church. And he's so fucking sweaty. What I wrote down, he is so sweaty. His face is so red. And I'm like, wow, this is a really good makeup. Because, like, you, like, you know, like, the makeup's pretty good here. Yeah, it like, must be sticking on there. Yeah. Yeah, he's sweating he's doing it. a really good job. Um, it looks like he's really sweating. Um, and yeah, he's like performing, and it's like clearly like one of the most important moments of his life. He's conducting. It's this big, grand sweeping shot of him conducting. It's big, big, big. And then the camera slowly like tracks over and we see Felicia's there. Mm. Felicia has arrived and he sees her. And the first thing he does right after he's done conducting is run over to her and like hugs her and kisses her. He did it every other performance. Yeah, it's clear he's missed her Mm -hmm. and she's missed him. And he's like, you didn't have to come. I didn't you didn't you didn't need to come. And she's like, of course, I was going to come. And he's getting her dress all sweaty because he's sweating a shit ton. So he's ruining her dress. Um, and yeah, it's just like there. He, she's like, I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to be here for you. And then it's a wonderful moment. And he goes back and he's like, you know, taking a bow in front of his grand audience. Mm-hmm. And then we cut and they're in the hospital. And oh. he, they're just in like a like a waiting room together. Uh-huh. Um, and it's all very funny. They're like, oh, what are we going to do for lunch? And oh, did you see that funny thing on television? And then the doctor comes in and it's one take. Doctor comes in, rolls over to the to, to Felicia, very uh-huh. serious, and he says, "You have a tumor in your left breast, and it might have metastasized into your lung. We're gonna do the best we can, but it doesn't look good." <laughs> Damn! It's all one take, and it's like it's so great because it's like obviously they had to do this take probably like multiple times, so it's like starts out very light and fun, and then you just see. Carrie Mulligan's so fucking good in this because it's like you see her like taking the information in but not accepting it like it's almost like she's hearing about this about someone else Mm -hmm. and then you see he's talking to her about her and then she's sort of like doesn't believe like she's going through every stage of grief right in front of you without saying anything yep it's so fucking good her face is just so good at expressing little tiny details and just ways you can pick up it's and it's all it's all very minute. It's not over the top. Mm-mm. It's very good. Not like Bradley Cooper. <laughs> not like Bradley Cooper. Um, and it's very it's it it's very heartbreaking. 
And so then they leave and they're like, they're going to they're get in the car and drive home. But then he's like, let's go to the park together. And so they go to the park and they sit back to back and she tries to guess what number he's thinking of. And I believe this is something that happens earlier in the movie that you didn't go into. Mm, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> where they sit back to back and he doesn't this tell is her. the part when they finally like meet each other in the park mm-hmm. before he goes and meets like his kind of like. Uh, musician family, you right. know, like uh, there's a little priest. I remember you mentioning yes. them going to the park. I, I, so I believe this is a, to show like this is a thing they used to do. Uh-huh. Um, takes them back to when they were young. Yeah, maybe black and white and square. Exactly. <laughs> now they're in color and slightly m- less square. So hard cut. So oh my god, this part. Uh, it's like so she's like they they seem like things gonna be okay. She's even like smoking. Like she's like not taking it super seriously. Mm-hmm. And also at this point, like, what the fuck are you going to do? You know? So, uh, and also the doctor's like, look, like, you'll probably be out for like two weeks tops. Once we like, you know, remove the breast, you know, like we're going to like test it. We'll figure out what we can do. Everything seems like it's hopeful. Mm -hmm. And then we hard cut. She has no hair. She looks like she's wasting away. Mm -hmm. I don't know if like Carrie Mulligan, like lost weight for this role, but she just looks like super skinny yeah like it i'm like was cg done like makeup 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 can't take away you can only add so it's like something was done and it's like she doesn't even she almost a christian bale dude she's a machinist yeah right she almost doesn't look recognizable it's just like wow like for a second you don't know who it is and then you're like oh my god that's her uh and it's like heartbreaking because it's like you don't know how long like the time has been you know you don't know how immediate this Mm -hmm. has been basically the deterioration she has no hair treatment's been hard on her she tries to act normal. They have like company over and they like chat with her about how things are going. And in the middle of like a story, she starts like hacking up and like coughing and it yep. totally breaks like the light atmosphere that was trying to be created basically. Mm. And that's all she wants. She just wants like a sense it's fair. of normal. Yeah. Scene. I mean, it, it, the thing about the sex about coughing, it's such a good way to do this in filmmaking is that like, you really can't prevent coughing. You know, yeah. it's just going to happen. It's always going to be yeah. hanging in the air. If anyone you're hanging out with anyone trying to ignore sickness. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Coughing and then burping. So what? then, <laughs> so yeah, and they try to cheer her up, but it's just no good. And she says, "I don't want anyone coming over anymore. It's too hard. It's too painful." So then we cut. Uh, Leonard Bernstein's on the phone, and you know how before something that gave him so much life and fulfillment was like conducting. Yep, was being in front of an audience and doing all this stuff. And he's turning down stuff like this now Damn. because he can't be without her. He's and it's like he's like no I can't I couldn't possibly do it and the person over the phone we don't hear them but it's like you know come on you have to like you know you'll ruin this relationship he's like I've conducted there so many times like you know this this is not a big deal I need to be here I need to be here for her and then he hangs up the phone and he closes the door and he picks up a pillow and he just starts screaming into the pillow because it's like it's killing him that he's turning down something that means so much to him because it's like he truly can't like. You know, yeah. it, being away from her in this moment, like the days are are, are numbered, numbered, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like also, like chill out, man. You can, you can conduct other things. You're not dying. You know? Yeah, but it's also hard because it's like, <laughs> I, I, know, I know, I know. I think it's also like he feels bad for feeling upset about it. You oh, know? that's probably true. I think that's probably it too. Like he doesn't like that he feels this way. Yeah, he doesn't know what to do with it. He doesn't know what to talk to. Basically, um, so she is deteriorating. Her daughter tries uh, her best to take care of her, but like. Like, Carrie Mulligan, uh, Felicia, can't even, like, go to the bathroom anymore. She refuses yeah. to eat. And it's, like, her uh, – Maya Hawk is, like, trying to take care of her. And, like, Carrie Mulligan is clearly, like, 
upset about that, like embarrassed about the fact that her daughter is having to take care of her and see her in this state. Well, her husband tries as well. But in moments like this, like, you know, it's like, I don't know. I I don't know. It's it's clear that like he's also old, too. So. Right. Exactly. So it's like it's, it's hard. And it's like a good moment where like. Felicia's just like trying to push her away, but also doesn't want to push her too hard because she, again, she even knows like days are numbered. Like I don't want any of these last days to be negative, you know, mm-hmm. like I don't want to, I don't want to come across in like a mean way or anything. Um, and then this part was weird. And then she's like cutting Leonard Bernstein's hair. Uh, Felicia's cutting his hair. And I'm like, I'm like, maybe, maybe you should just like get somebody over to cut your hair. Maybe it was the thing of like, is this something she's done I in the past? I think it's something she mentioned that she did. Okay. Yeah, Cause I maybe mean. this is again to like give her a sense of normalcy. Cause I was yeah. like, maybe you shouldn't let her do that. Uh, but then she's starting to forget things. She's starting to forget like who her doctor is. And she's starting to uh-huh. like be belligerent about taking medicine. So she's clearly like starting to waste away. Uh, and then uh, what happens next? Family starts to dance, but then they all end up hugging and crying. And then, Felicia's in bed. It's clearly going to die. Like, mm-hmm. obviously, this is going to be, like, her last moments on Earth. Mm-hmm. And then her Bernstein comes in wearing, like, you know, like a doctor's getup. And he's like, hello, patient. How is it going? And then he sees her. And he's like, oh, shit. And then he gets <laughs> in bed with her. And, like, they cuddle. And she's like. That's the tone of this movie where you're like, should I be laughing? Okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, I don't know if this is the oh, right moment. the right moment. Okay. Uh, and he, like, cuddles up next to her. And, like, goddamn, Carrie Mulligan's so good in this scene. It, like, I, it looked like she was gonna die like yeah it just it looks like she's dying um and she just like slowly slowly dies and we see that she's sort of like looking out the window at out at the river and i think like i think like one of the kids runs out of the house and like and it was in, like leonard bernstein embraces them and he's like looking out, out over the water and the family all quietly get into a car and drive off it's like it's too painful for them to be in this house anymore uh-huh. now that she's gone and then we hard cut. No, not even hard cut actually dissolves. And the aspect ratio is now even wider. Uh-huh. And we see this like now pretty fancy looking like probably like 80s or 90s car uh-huh. driving toward the camera. And a song is playing. Uh-huh. And it's the song by R.E.M. It's the end of the world as we know it. Uh-huh. Which has that infamous bit that goes, Leonard Bernstein, Leonard Bernstein. Mm-hmm. Of course, that's the part that we hear. Of course. Um, to introduce us to a new time. And Leonard Bernstein gets out and he's fucking so old now. He's so old, he's dude. So fucking old. He's got a big old paunch. Yeah. And um, he's teaching conducting and he teaches this one student to how to conduct properly. And it's this, it's like, I don't know anything about conducting. I really should like reach out to people who know a thing or two about this and see what they have to say about it. Cause it's like, it's so funny. Cause it's like the guys up there conducting and Leonard Burns, he's like, no, 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 that's not the right way to do it. And then he does it again. And, and it like, looks the exact same to it's you. It's the same to me. <laughs> yeah. And then Leonard Burns, he's like, no, here's what you do. And then he goes up and he does a thing that's like slightly different. And everyone's like, holy shit, that was fucking brilliant. And like, again, it's like, I, I you know, I'm an artist. Do I don't want to minimize the I know, works but, of artistry. But do you but, think that, do you think that there's a lot of movies about conductors because it's used a bullshit skill at that? Probably. Right? It's Probably. Like at least the average audience. Like an average audience member is like, oh, wow. you're not playing that piano. Like, yeah. I can tell that. We but can like tell a conductor that. is just like, I don't fucking know. Maybe he's doing a good job. <laughs> I, yeah. But like, I mean, I everyone seems very impressed by it. So sure, maybe it was really good. So yeah. So he teaches the student how to properly conduct. And then we hard cut and he's fucking dancing with the student, a male student. And they're fucking like dancing really close. They're getting hot and sweaty. They're drinking. He's all old? He's old now. Oh. He's an old man, and he's how old is that student? I mean, 
they're like in college, so like oh. probably 22, 23. Mm. Um, and yeah, he seems happy. Letter Versi seems very happy about well, the fact ab- that he's finally able to do this. Well, what about this guy? I don't. He seems okay with it. All I don't. Right. You know what? We don't know very much about him. No, I don't know. That sounds about right. Um, yeah, and Leonard Bernstein seems pretty happy that he's able to just be all sweaty and and and, and close to the, to this guy. Um, and then uh, he's it, we cut and he's being interviewed, which mm-hmm. at the very beginning of the movie, and he says some of sings to me, but not as often as it used to. But it still does. And if it didn't, I would have killed myself long ago. And then he just sort of like sits there like that, like yeah. thinking that, like, oh, I probably would have done that. And then he looks <laughs> over at the person off camera and he goes, Any questions? And then um and then uh 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 uh, uh What's his name? The guy, whatever. The movie ends. What? The what, what guy? <laughs> what are you talking about? Whenever he says any questions, and I was like, oh yeah, the uh, uh, pumpkins shows up, and uh, you know Tom Hanks shows up. He's like, any questions? No, he says any questions. The movie ends. Last shot is uh, is Felicia in black and white, uh, looking at the camera, and then walking off, and then we get footage of the real Leonard Bernstein conducting. Mm-hmm. And this is always my favorite thing, where it's like. You have like a biopic, and then you show actual footage, so then you can show off how good the performance was. Yeah, like look how look how you fucking nailed that shit. Pretty good, right? Pretty good. Yeah, it's just a it's just the directing part. It'll be like him saying anything or talking or anything not him like talking. That. No, mm, interesting. Maybe he talk like that. I don't know. I don't know. I, I want to see that comparison because that's what I want to know. No, it's just him conducting. Hmm. Um, but yeah, the movie ends with with Leonard Bernstein asking if there's any questions, and as you said, the movie opens with how art should be about not answering questions but providing a space for questions to be asked. Mm-hmm. Um, so here's my question. Uh, oh, what are we doing here? <laughs> That's exactly it. Yeah. <laughs> There's things I liked. Like, I don't here's think it's mo- a, ba- it's no, not a bad I'm movie. I'm not going to say it's a bad movie either. No. I'm not going to say it's shit, but I'm just like, it's just okay. You know, it's fine. It's definitely the it's very fine. I'm going to say it. We haven't seen all the movies. So the Oscars yet. I feel like it's the weakest one. Probably right? the weakest like, one. It's yeah. there because Martin Scorsese produced it. You know, he did produce it. That's he, right. He produced it. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, I assume he's uh, what's his face? Fucking I Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper's like friends with someone in the Academy. You know, they like Stars Born a lot. Yeah, that's true. So they're probably like, you know what? We also like movies about conductors because Tar was nominated movies. last last year. Like he, you know, uh, and Leonard Bernstein would write musical movies as well. So, so anything in, in like, Hollywood. Hollywood. Yeah, exactly. So um, I, I kinda, also we yeah. got a gay man, so it's like yeah, you know, that's the, cool. you know, the Hollywood loves the Hollywood stories loves about them. the gay people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know, I I don't know, I but I just like I feel like you've you've you, I disagree with the thing of like this is not an there there is an interesting story to be told here. I don't know if this is the way I think I know so little about him really to be honest. Like literally, oh, yeah. I just it feels like spark notes, you know, of kind of his life, yeah, um, and his accomplishments that I don't really get a full grasp of what they were and what he did. Right. Um, he wrote so the music for uh, West Side Story. He did. They mentioned that. Yeah. But yeah, no, I, there's a lot of stuff that he did, you know? <sighs> yes. Like, uh, so like West Side Story and stuff. So yeah, I, I, I don't know. I feel like there's, there's so much that I wish we could have delved into. How great would it be? Would it be if, you know, we see, um, you know, like, uh, you know, all these other people, they, you know, famous yeah. people that he got. Some, I will like, say stuff. This is better than Bohemian Rhapsody. For oh, sure. God. For sure. Not even close. Like even I was close. at least not, really that bored by it mm-hmm. there were moments mm-hmm. but i wasn't that bored by it like there were sometimes where i was just like i don't know what we're doing here just from the like just and i know the... a lot about queen you know like i know more <laughs> about them than leonard bernstein yeah just from the perspective of like a film like just this is an obviously a better film yes. the way it's, it's edited it's, the way it's, it's shot beautiful looking can't deny that yeah. the, the makeup effects are good yeah. the acting is great yeah you know it's just in the end you, you they didn't really 
frame the story in, in an interesting way. In a way that I thought was cohesive to what I think they were trying to do. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's just the problem with biopics and trying to encapsulate everything. After even... watching this movie, I did go like, man, I really want to see like a good biography about this guy. Yeah. You know? Like it didn't give you what you wanted. And yeah. I don't know if that's really what, obviously that's not what really what they're going for. Yeah. But I don't really think they made a really super compelling love story either. I don't or think so anything. Either. Yeah. Again, yeah, I, I think I think by choosing to be sort of like at a, I feel like in my half in a very arm's distance as to how this relationship went, which is interesting because at the beginning, like I really like that scene of they're in the playhouse and they're yeah. talking to each other and they have this good banter and it feels like they're definitely in love and it feels like an old forties, you know, like type film. movie and that, yeah. that was a really cool moment and it just kind of obviously there's going to be hiccups in the relationship. Sure, it just kind of I think faded we just needed more time with the two of them, like before she gets like her cancer diagnosis and before. Or he starts cheating. Like, I want more scenes of the two of them just like. Yeah, because it's almost instant. Being like, husband and wife, you know? It's true. They did skip like a whole section of them like raising kids. And, there like, you go. Oh, we missed the good years. All I'm saying. Yeah, I'd love to have seen those. Instead yeah. of just a montage. Yeah, that's true. But it was fine. It was, it was just fine. okay. It was fine. It, you're right. It's not a bad movie. It's not a bad Probably movie. Probably the weakest of the group that it's we're about to see. It's just kind of a man movie. It's you a know? man movie. Yeah. Maestro. You could skip this one. <laughs> <while I'm>, yeah. <laughs> you could skip this one. Saying. Yeah, probably. If, if you're like, I'm short for time, which, which, Oscar movies you're gonna watch. If you're short for time, yeah. But I would say, like, even if it's, if you wanted to, see if you're it. if you're also if you're interested in Leonard Bernstein, go for it. Some great sure. makeup effects. Yeah, acting wasn't that bad. Loved how it was directed. Yeah. Um, not not too shabby. Guys, what was your favorite Leonard Bernstein piece? Mm-hmm. Email us. Email the otherhalfpodcast.com. Let us know. He also, like I said, he wrote uh, music for movies and stuff. So if you'd recommend any any ideas for uh, things that he was part of, I'd love to hear about that. When we aren't watching Oscar movies, um, and if you want to listen to any of our previous Oscar movie episodes or if you want to uh, keep up to date for the future ones you can find them on any podcatching app and while you're there please leave a five star rating and review we will read it in the show no matter what it says even if it's uh, a little bit you know it's a little uneven you know it's like I don't know what you're going for here you know it's a bit like what do you what do you what are you saying is this a positive is this a negative what are you what are you trying to establish in, in this in this little this little review here but, but yeah there you go so this is our first Oscar nominated movie bud Yay. Yeah. What a, we what did a good it. time. We did it. Yeah. So I, I was very shocked by this because I guess it's a Netflix film, right? It is a so, Netflix film. It's the only one that's up, I believe. Um, I was very shocked to see the number where it's like budget 80 million, box office 820,000. So it was a big ass well, bomb. It also wasn't open very long. It's one of those things where Netflix is like, we put it up on our streaming service. Right. So who knows how much money they're making off the and, streaming But service. I think they only maybe put it out for a little bit in 80 theaters. Mil- 80 million? No, no, no. Oh yeah, eighty million. Wow, this is very expensive. I think. That's. I mean, I think like it's a lot of obviously like the the cast and the crew and all that stuff and the makeup effects. I think mm-hmm. it's definitely not inexpensive as well. The guy who did the makeup for this movie worked on The Grinch. Oh wow! I mean, makeup and Grinch is pretty good. That's yeah. one thing you can't knock in this movie no. or that movie, I guess. The, the Grinch. The Grinch. The yeah. Makeup. <laughs> You're not like, wow, that, that fucking Grinch looks fake as hell. No, I, no, that looks really like Grinch. a real Grinch. That's a real Grinch. I believed it. <laughs> I cried. <laughs> good night, everybody. <laughs> learn a lot of that stuff yeah and, and that's fine the movie's not going for that and that's okay but then what are we going for huh we're going for um we're going to i am so sorry my my what <laughs> my arm was laying on the laptop keyboard and the, the it clicked to the next page and it just has this picture of Brendan Fraser just there and i just was like what the fuck he's just staring they look like a happy little goober <laughs> Because the Academy Award for Best Picture just has the last one there.
<laughs> I wasn't in this movie. <laughs> this is so weird. It's the Renaissance baby. Renaissance <laughs> <laughs> star. I was in the whale. <laughs> <laughs> Why do I sound like that? I don't know. <laughs>